Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Can you smell it outside? It's football weather. Watch Rudy. Listen to the soundtrack. Get you fired up. Cowboys need to listen to it because they farm and suck. Tom doesn't. He's well on his way to another parade. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking. We are fired up for our week two episode. God, it's good to be back. Uh, when I say back, we're actually not back anywhere. We're in a brand new studio down in the CBC building, downtown Toronto, courtesy of Rankin, a uh, friend of Voice of God. Can we call him an apostle? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, we also got Weird Mike back from his uh, weird vacation. Where were you, Mike? I uh, wasn't allowed at Deerhurst. <laughs> And bomb ass digs here, VOG coming through, earning some brownie points with Weird Mike, pushing my Twitter handle all day. But you came through at night, man. This is first class. Very impressed. For any listeners who don't know what bomb ass digs means, it means the studio we're in is very nice. <laughs> it's actually a soundproof room. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. Actually, it's yeah. weird to be in a room when that I think you of, don't hear other stuff. When I think of soundproof, I think of Ace Ventura. You know, when he's solving the crime Whoa. in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I finally got you guys where I want. <laughs> Soundproof room. Look Whoa! out. Took little, the week off. A little scared. Cost me 250 bucks on the survivor pick. Oh, Cause yeah. Because you're, you're dead. Yeah, we can't wait. Because you're week one survivor pick. Oh, before we get into that, before we get into that, uh, Huck, can you actually, can we play, Huck Media, producer, by the way, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, produced by Huck Media. Uh, Huck, can we play from two episodes ago? Um, a little part of Weird Mike's guarantee about the survivor pick for New Orleans. I think it's the part where he owes everybody he knows a beer. <laughs> it's Patrick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and inspire y'all to win your survivor pool. Let's get the momentum. You can follow along with me if you like. Hopefully I go deep. If not, uh, sorry. <laughs> if I <laughs> That's it? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What a huge upset week one. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. How about this? If you don't make it past if, if week you don't, five, if you follow you have to do something we you, come up with. If you don't follow along, I'll, I'll agree to an over under. We can discuss that. We're gonna do a survivor pool uh, If you show. follow along with my picks and you don't win your survivor, the next time we cross paths, I'll buy you a drink. He's now on Twitter. DM him. Hit him yep. up. Yeah, call, weird, him call him out. Get weird your beer. Mike's now on Twitter. Get your beer, Free folks. beers, all so September. So it was those beer drinkers that led to an epiphany. An epiphany. An epiphany. A betting and moral epiphany crossroads with the NFL. Fair. Uh, For those of you that don't know, just, just to inter- intercede here, uh, he picked the New Orleans Saints as his lock for Survivor on our episode two, uh, two weeks ago, preseason. They just listened to the clip, Hewlett. Yep. Huck's all over it. Yep. Uh it was those dudes. Uh, I didn't get to make it up north for last week's podcast, and I had locked in my survivor pick. I called in the weird pick. I didn't want to renege on the Saints. Right. Not on air. I was about to take Baltimore, had them queued up, pulled the trigger, and decided not to do it and ride dirty with the Saints for all those beer drinkers. For once... I didn't waver and back out and take the side door. Those of you that know me, I've done that before. Didn't do it this time. It was a step in the right direction. I lost the bet, 
I lost some beers. Remember, a lot of beers. The beer bet was if you took New Orleans as your survivor pick and you were a listener of the show, not anybody who took Pittsburgh or Detroit. Well, listen, they, so nothing matters. There's no consequences to bad picks. And what do you yeah. mean there's no consequences? Is if you're out there and you took New Orleans on my word, send me that email or your confirmation. No, no, I got you a beer. No, no, no. I'm around. That's enough. Anyway, we are downtown Toronto. We're going to get into our own Survivor picks a bit later. Uh, we may as well start week two, because if you listen to Mike, you'll also start in week two. Uh, or you're just out. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get into that a bit later. We're down here in Toronto. Uh, but, hey, did you guys have to walk through Tiff on the way here? I had a whole Tiff bit queued up, but Hewlett, you stepped on my heart there, man. The well, soundproof rube. You can't hear the heartbreak. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did walk through TIFF. I hit a public red carpet on John Street and I had a free Nespresso. Wearing that? Wearing this. That's good. Uh, you got your best tourist hat on, YYZ, got, uh, our airport code. Got a YYZ quick, hat from a from Vietnamese Toronto. vendor on the street. You got to support the locals. Got man. a didn't picture know, before you got kicked out. The no locals wore that stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of the TIFF. I mean, yeah, I've never actually been to the movies. I'm sure they're great. I see them later when they're in other larger, more accessible theaters. But yeah, I'm a power walker and we got slow people that don't know where they're going. They're in no rush. They're on vacation. They're here, you know, from all over the world. So move it or lose it. There should be a fast lane. I yeah. like it. A lot of pointing going along. Uh, hey, I just like, I like when people do anything. Okay. Whatever gets you out and about, people are generally a bit boring over here in For Toronto. six days a year, you can take another street other than King to get where you're going. V-O-G. Let King have their time to no, shine. No, I'm a local. Um, anyway. The point is, uh, whatever festival gets you out and about, I support. Uh, Tiff brings out especially a little bit of douchebaggery. And uh, oh. let's be honest here. No one wants to be there. Um, anyway, get your pictures with your, with your actors. Good for you. Today on the red carpet was Mag- Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. The second girl who played the gr- Batman's girlfriend. You know? I don't know. She's got some talent. Either way, uh, get out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, we're fired up. Oh, listen, there's a lot of hurricanes coming. We got a couple friends. Uh, I got a couple of flyboard friends down in the Carolinas. Uh, Matt and Neil, be careful. Hope you got out of there, buddy. Uh, also, this is very underreported because of Hurricane Florence literally bearing down in the Carolinas right now. And uh, again, I hope everyone's safe. But there's a, a super typhoon. I don't know why they named these things so scary. And then they give them a name, which makes it kind of nice, you know? It's like a tornado's coming. Like, you got to get out of the way. There's like a freaking monster of clouds coming. Ah, don't worry. That's just Larry. <laughs> I was thinking Larry. That's weird. <laughs> like yeah. the, one of the most dangerous things that ever happened to Puerto Rico. It's named Maria, you know? Yeah, scarier names. Whole bunch of people, whole bunch of Hurricane, girls. Yeah. Whole bunch of girls named Maria in Puerto Rico. Hate their name now. You yeah, know? Hurricane Voldemort is yeah. bearing down on the coast. But there's a super Got typhoon it. in the uh, China, South China Sea bearing towards Hong Kong right now. It would be the equivalent of like a Category 5 hurricane, except it's a typhoon. It doesn't have the eye in the middle. Either way, very scary stuff. All of our friends on all sides of the world. Ni hao, previet. Hola, hello, bonjour. Wherever you're listening to Look Who's Talking, please be safe this weekend. Uh, there's like four tropical storms going on at the same time. Looks kind of weird. When I was growing up, hurricanes were scarce, and something seems to be going on right now. Everybody relax, including you, uh, God of the Sea. Tell your buddy, voice of God, Kedge, tell him to relax. Yeah, Poseidon. Tell him to relax. But you know who shouldn't relax? Uh, Cowboys fans. You got a male cheerleader as a coach, and as soon as he's going to be clapping from his couch. 
I called that a couple weeks ago. Cowboys looked awful against Carolina. They're a team that actually looked bad. That was ugly. I'm going to get into a couple things later. Basically, big. you got to know, you got to be able to tell the difference between a team that got blown out because of a whole bunch of odd turnovers and a team that actually just wasn't up to, up to snuff. And, uh, that as uh, the herd mentioned, I think that, I think Dallas has a low ceiling and, uh, Hey, their coach is going to be on the hottest seat ever if they lose this next few games, which I think they will. Oh yeah. They're, they're home to New York, the New York giants, right? Yeah. Landon Collins called them out this week. Landon Collins. Sorry. Um, saying, yeah, like if we stop Zeke, we're fine. Like put it in Dak's hands. Yeah. It's the Blake Bortles approach, which you don't want to be having that sort of company. Right. Exactly. The less you have the ball, the less you have to do, the better chance we have to win. That's not who I want my franchise quarterback to be. It always gets worse in Dallas before it gets better. Yeah. I see a, a giant beatdown. Yep. The crowd turning on a mid-third. Yep, the boys OBJ suck. OBJ going They're not off. America's, I smell not it. Team. You know, that's not one of your six. I don't know, man. You know what's funny? The Giants did something very unGiant like and they signed OBJ to this massive... Not massive, but you know, deserved. He's one of the best players in the league. Deserved as far as, as, as receiver, but it's very ungiant like. They don't really do that, but they signed him. I mean, he was showing up for practice because they, they, lo- they love Eli and they're giving him all the tools to succeed. I think this goes a bit beyond receiving. I think the Giants are actually seeing the league a bit more for what it is now. And whether you're winning the Super Bowl necessarily or not, you're you're in the division of the team that does the most shining example of being the most popular rich team in the world without ever having to necessarily dominate. The Dallas Cowboys are the most expensive franchise in the world. In sport. In sports, right? $4.2 billion or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Could be wrong on that. We'll check that. It's a couple uh, but, billion. It's but the point billion. is is that they, they, they sign superstars and they are a show. And not to mention, also, there's something to be said in a dressing room for good old morale. Somebody call Al. We want more of them. If you follow OBJ on Instagram, Twitter, I'm sure you do, Voice of God. And hey, Weird Mike just got Twitter, by the way, yesterday. Um, uh, yeah, big so news. So you can follow OBJ and see some of this stuff. Look, he just seems like the funnest Farvin guy ever. He stole Saquon Barkley's touchdown ball, just starts running around the dressing room. Like, he's like 12 years old. But let me tell you, do you want to play football with him? I do. And I think uh, for the morale of the team, the fact that he's the biggest star in New York, that's why I signed OBJ. And I think it's going to work for him. He's going off Sunday night. Giants jersey just became way more of a selling thing than it ever has been. Be, look, hey, stay relevant. They don't got. They don't. They've never had superstars. Superstars fill seats. You got it. Uh, anyway, superstars also look good on your team, but not when your quarterback's weak. And uh, I think I know the weakness of what many people are calling the super Super Bowl bound Los Angeles Rams. By the way, that doesn't feel weird to say. It sounds kind of nice. LA Rams are cool. They were Rams for a long time. I'm going to do it. Yep. With the Jerry Curls, who was, who was their running back back in the day? Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, the guy that Fisher kicked out of the building. Dickerson goes on the radio. He's like, you're going to be fired by the end of the season, and I'll be back. You know, he ended up having, they went into a power play behind the scenes of the Titans-Rams organization, and Eric Dickerson came out on top. They got rid of Fisher. Yep. The tight, yeah. Anyway. I'll tell you who the weakness is. It's Jared Goff. Yes, they won the game against the Raiders on Monday night. I hope a lot of people watched. It was on late, but it was a very interesting game. Oakland started off with a picture-perfect uh, John Gruden drive. And up until uh, about the 10-minute mark of the third quarter, it was a 13-13 game. A couple of turnovers happened. We'll get into that later. 
Minus those turnovers, it's a much closer game. But here's what I saw. Yes, Jared Goff threw a couple. T- Jared Goff threw a couple touchdowns. He didn't exactly make too many mistakes, but those touchdown passes weren't that weren't great throws. Okay, the guy had eight seconds to throw the ball. Okay, weird Mike after ten margaritas could hit an open receiver if he had ten seconds to throw the ball. You are ten a human margaritas over a being. full vacation. You're a human being. You could you could you could throw the ball to an open guy. My point is, he had a ton of time, and he still struggled in the first half. Okay. He has trouble throwing into these short zones that he's going to be facing so much more against better teams with better pass rushes. Oakland had no pass rush, and it was 13-13 in the third quarter. Listen, hear me out. It was the first game of the year, and their old line didn't play at all in the preseason. I don't care. That first half was like their preseason. I don't care. Their stars all sat. Listen to me, weird Mike. They had, I'm not talking about the old line. They had time. He had time. The old line played fine. Look, he struggled. Uh, they were in it. They, they almost intercepted a couple balls. This is the Raiders. If this is against any team with a good defense, which on the way to the Super Bowl you will face, you will get farved up, just like they got versus Atlanta last year. They didn't throw to uh, the Raiders. Didn't throw to Jordy Nelson, and they didn't throw to Amari Cooper because they just stayed away from the two rock star cornerbacks, Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters. They barely got a sniff until Marcus Peters switched over to the tight end, which Derek Carr for some reason was looking at way too much. Got predictable. Either way, uh, Jared Goff struggles, even though he has an hour to throw the ball. Uh, he, he missed Robert Woods on the two deep balls. It's going to cost him. They got a rock star team, but if you don't have a good quarterback, you ain't doing it. Get out of here. I took two things away from that late game on Monday. The first is that Oakland's going under the win total. No. They're going to finish predicted. last in the division. Tell them, I'll BOG. bet you on air right now. And the now. second one is the missed field goal from the infield dirt where you didn't snap, you snap it on the dirt, you hold it on the dirt, the windup's on the dirt. It could only happen on like a three-yard stretch, and it happened – and he didn't even come close. It was funny about <laughs> Oakland is that I figured like one day I'd tell my kids like, yeah, they used to play football in baseball stadiums and there'd be like the diamond there. But like I thought that that would have already gone away like a decade ago. It's like to see it still in 2018 is a little fired up. But uh, that's why, why they're, they're leaving. Yep. The Vegas Raiders sounds so good, doesn't it? They got one foot out the door. The season's a tank. It's Gruden's first. The season. He got the first two draft picks. Finish. You guys you are got both the idiots. first two draft picks uh, from the Mac deal. It's the last year of this regime with the old dudes. He's going to use those two two picks, make a couple trades, and he's going to rebuild for one charge at it. And he'll probably get let go of the last three years of his deal. Let me tell you something, folks. Don't overreact like my two co-hosts to what Week One tells you. Let me, especially yeah. the results of I Week One. I said it before Week One. Listen no. to me. And which which is even worse because no, you're tr- it's not. listen to me because I can separate the game and the season. I kind of felt a lot of emotion out of that Monday night. I took the Raiders to win uh, on a small money line bet because I kind of felt that you know they could rally for one night even against a good team. You had said the Rams didn't start any of their guys in the preseason, so there was a little rust to be had. So I smelt an option just because they go one and zero doesn't mean I, I think they're gonna stop it right now. Stop talking, make everyone stupider. Okay, listen to me. I disagree. I know you disagree. This is the point. This is the problem, actually. And this is why you get yourself into trouble. Because you think something before the season, and then you confirm it with something that happens in week one. Okay? The Oakland Raiders were winning against the best team in the NFC, or at least one of them, 13-10 to at half. Your dumpster fire Raiders were beating them 13-10 at half. 
Three interceptions later. Three interceptions later. It's a different story. I'm wondering if you even watched the game. Please don't inform our listeners of stupidity. Thank you. We're moving on to our news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. And the news that matters. Aaron Rodgers is back, for now at least. If you haven't been living under a rock, you've obviously heard the headlines and saw the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And at Lambeau, after getting carted off the field in the first half for a sprained left MCL, return of the game, down 17-zip against the Bears, and led the pack to the win with three touchdown passes in the fourth, third and fourth quarter to Geronimo Allison, Geronimo Allison, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb. Uh, yeah, Trubisky literally couldn't put up a single point in the second half. That's why I don't feel he's a real franchise guy. But not a good sign right now uh, with Mr. Aaron Rodgers having a sprained MCL in week one of the season. And next week, he has to play the Vikings. So he's back, but for now, hopefully longer. But it doesn't look good, Pack fans. Uh, another big storyline of the game, Khalil Mack is an absolute machine and is worth every single penny he got. His... His first Idiots. half stats alone, a sack, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, an interception, and a touchdown. In a single half, while he was being limited in his snap count because he's not in shape because he held out against Oakland. You know, the last person to do that before he did it was LT in 1982. So, yes, he is a Super Bowl player. He is worth every single penny, just like Von Miller winning a Super Bowl MVP. They wouldn't have done it without him. And, yeah. I I got a whole bit for this in a second, which ties into what Weird Mike was talking about before. I'll let you keep going, and then but you pay, folks. I'm gonna just make you smarter. Here we go. You pay the generational talent. He isn't Chandler Jones. He's oh, way yeah. better. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. But moving on uh, to other news. Well, if he retired right now, he would not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he had some absolutely, he would. Defensive no. Player of the Year, All Pro every year. Five years of work, no way. Negative. He's got some work to do, bud. You pay generational talents in their prime. Uh, debatable. Depending on what position they play. <laughs> All right. We're the best kicker, the Hall of Fame kicker. Ask for $20 million. Get the hell out of here. You're comparing a linebacker to no, a kicker. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, bad example. Moving on. We could be stuck here all day. Lev Bell and the great holdout of 2018 continues. Much to the dismay of Steelers and fantasy owners. Um, yeah, he uh, he sat out week one there. Um so he missed out on just shy of $900,000 for missing that. And what's he been up to while he's been away? Oh, he's probably posting, you know, all these crazy training videos. Negative. No, no, he's not. He's been recorded by TMZ Negative. ripping it up in the Miami clubs, <laughs> having a good old time. Uh, the video is hilarious because normally, you know, famous people don't like to be filmed when they're out in public drinking and having a good time. He doesn't give a he doesn't give a hoot. Just doesn't, doesn't give a somebody is right up in his grill filming him all day. He's dancing around. They're tagging at Le'Veon Bell. If you weren't <laughs> already aware, that's who it is. And yeah, just an interesting business decision by him. I might uh, probably take the lay low approach and you know really look like I'm trying to make things work. But it's like sounds like an episode of Ballers, like in real life. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Except if I saw that on Ballers, I'd be like, ah, oh, come on, that's not realistic. <laughs> I haven't felt about a show like that since Entourage. I'm so angry. It's only it's 28 true. minutes. It's true. It's true. It's a I great know. show. I know. And it should be. It should be a 45. Reveal minute. just like Entourage was like the back scene of LA's. What it's like to be a pro athlete. It's great. Love it. It's great. Uh, some other news of the week. The Hall of Fame class of 2019 was just announced for the Modern Era nominees on Monday night. Uh, some other heavy hitters that, some big names, 
uh, to follow up the 2018 class, um, some of which include Tony Gonzalez, Champ Bailey, Ed Reed, Heinz Ward, Sean Alexander, Tiki Barber, Randall Cunningham, and John Lynch. Sean Alexander, really? I know. I was just thinking that. Yeah, he he was the MVP of the league. If this guy's first ballot, I'd well, retire he, now if I was Khalil. Not Mack. first ballot. Not first ballot. <laughs> well, he's he's been announced. He hasn't been inducted yet. But yeah, he was the MVP of the league at least once or twice and led the league in yards. MVP once for sure. Maybe led the league. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He almost won them a Super Bowl, if not for Big Ben. But yes, the news that matters. Sweet. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, a lot to talk about here, okay? After week one, all right, everybody likes to just confirm their beliefs because of what they saw. And either it was just one week, all right? This is a six-year decision, and you cannot base it on one day. That's just not the way it works. Khalil Mack could have got seven touchdowns. It still might have been the right thing to do to let him go, okay? You just don't know. And that leads me to my trailer of the week. <laughs> Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. The truth of the week, folks, is that sometimes the most important thing in life is knowing that you don't know. It's not as interesting. It doesn't sell magazines. Just saying, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to wait to watch a bit longer. The smartest people in the world have questions. The dumbest people in the world have a whole bunch of answers. Okay? Be smart. Have questions. Say you're not sure yet when you're not. People will trust you more, okay? Let's say you break up with someone of a six-year relationship and you go on one great date. Doesn't make your decision right. You don't know yet, okay? Aliens, okay? Smart people just know that we don't know. There's like six billion planets. We haven't seen any of them. I don't know. Is there aliens? I don't know. Dumb people will just look right at you and say, no, there aren't. Okay? They don't know, but they can't admit they don't know. I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo because I've been pretty hard on him. But you know what? To be honest, I just don't know. And everybody was so sure after watching six games and maybe digging up some game tape from East Carolina. (laughs) Eastern Illinois. There you go. Doesn't matter. You just don't know. You don't know. The Niners don't know, even though they dished out $150 million for them. And I don't know. Minnesota Vikings sure made them look like a guy that you shouldn't be sure of, okay? It's okay to not know, folks. Todd Bowles took it a bit too far. He was asked if Sam Darnold was a franchise quarterback. He said, I don't know. It's been one game. I'll tell you after 100. Nah, it's a long time to wait. It's like seven seasons or something. But Todd's got a point, is that he just doesn't know. Okay, sometimes you do. Peyton Manning had the, one of the worst first seasons ever. A horrible Colts team. Threw a bunch of interceptions. Turned into one of the top three best quarterbacks ever. On the other hand, Vince Young looked like he was changing the game of football in his first year with Tennessee. Took the Titans to the playoffs. Won the rookie of the year. Just looked like a guy who was just going to have a decade of dominance, just like he had in Texas. Unemployed four years later. 
Now, I know I brought this guy up before, and Voice of God hates it, and a lot of you people back at home don't like this comparison. But Matt Castle, you might remember him. He used to be a starting quarterback in this league. Sure isn't anymore. Played for the Patriots after playing backup. Yes, that's right, backup his whole college career at USC. Okay, behind Carson Palmer. He got drafted by the Patriots to be Tom Brady's backup. Brady goes down. First game of the year against Kansas City. And uh, Matt Castle leads them to a pretty successful season. 10-11 wins. They don't make the playoffs. It's the one year they didn't make the playoffs in the last, like, 15. Anyway, he signs a mega deal with Kansas City because, hey, everyone watched the season under the Patriots. He looks good. Signs a mega deal with Kansas City. Yeah, after a couple of years, he was exposed. was never that good. You know where he is now? He's a backup quarterback on the Lions. Saw him on Monday Night Football. It's like his sixth backup team in like six years. You know, I saw him come into that game, and they were down like 28. The stadium, you could hear a pin drop. They call his number. He's actually somewhat fresh from the preseason. He took a lot of snaps preseason. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's week one, and they call this little dunky, dinky pass, one, two yards for nothing. If I'm Matt Castle, I'm calling an audible in that huddle. I'm taking a shot and trying to win this game and kickstart my career. Hey, Golden Tate, go deep. Let's get a touchdown on Monday Night Football. What do you say? Right. Let's try and save it. What? What are these people thinking? What do you mean? What are these people thinking? They're thinking they want to keep their like seven million dollar backup job. Okay. Because let me tell you, the second he does that, they're gonna find a new backup quarterback. I'm telling you, Matt Patricia didn't have any pull there. Okay. He totally could have done that move. Or there's backups that have been presented that opportunity. Either way, the point is, is that your boy, voice of God, Jimmy G, reminds me a lot of Matt Castle, but you know what? He could be Peyton. The point is, I don't know, but I'm smart because I know that I don't know. And that's all I'm getting at. Just like some of these week one teams, if you think you know they're good or you know they aren't good because of week one, you don't know. You should know you don't know. Not every team. Our good friend uh, Danny Palmatier once said about a decade ago, the only thing more confusing in the NFL than week one is week two. (laughs) What do you think about that, uh, voice of God? Your boy Jimmy G. I just don't know. You claim to. Maybe you know some old Eastern Illinois tape I don't know about. Well, uh, what I do know for sure is that, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be in the same breath as Matt Castle. And he's, yeah, he's probably not Peyton Manning, but he's going to be... He's going to be a lot closer to Peyton Manning than Matt Castle, and that I can assure you of. Oh, yeah? And in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax. <laughs> it was weak. Farvin won against his top three defense in the league yep. in the Minnesota Vikings, minus his starting running back, Jarek McKinnon. No, what other offensive weapons? Marquise Goodwins? The guy's fast, but is he much else? He's actually hurt half the game, too. Exactly. He left with, you know, he's got hammy issues. Either way, he threw three picks. Yeah, a couple, uh, couple interceptions, but yeah, Xavier Rhodes, argu- s- arguably the best corner in the game. I'll tell you, they both and, are very handsome. And in the game, <laughs> and in the game, he threw for more yards than Cousins. So, yeah, top defense in the league. Week one, you're going to have some jitters. You're going to have to work out some, some Bullsmith. Fair. But uh, re- I'm, relax. I'm not saying he's Smith. As in, like, shite. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know. And everyone who claims to know is full of Smith, okay? Uh, so just sort of relax. Look, just like week one, as we talked about, okay, what I'm saying is there's a couple of teams that if you look, just look at the score, you didn't happen to watch the game, and maybe you don't have Dazen or whatever the hell it's called. The red zone 
Dazzle. Yeah. Bullsmith service, the zone, Dazzle that replaced. Normal red zone on cable TV. Yeah. I've angrily been tweeting at them, and it's some of my most sex- successful <laughs> tweets ever, like really? retweets, like weeks later. Like What's... people are just really loving it. Far view, Dazen. Yeah. It, this Russian company that, yeah. I, Literally, I Putin's running my football Sundays. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna, uh, defense. I'm going to illegally stream it on Reddit all season. The point is, if you uh, had something better to do, you probably didn't see the Jets clobber Detroit. And yes, it was a shellacking. My point is, Matt Stafford's not going to throw four interceptions every week. So just relax on that number. Okay, they're not that bad. Oakland, three interceptions in the second half. They're not that bad. Although they have their lack of pass rush, again, because they... Traded Khalil Mack. Yeah, Gruden scratching his head. <laughs> is awful. What but what I there? mean is, it might be awful this year. Six years down the line, they probably will have it somewhat fixed. But Oakland's not that bad. They threw three picks, one for a pick six. Also, Indianapolis against my Cincinnati Bengals, um, who are crushing it right now. Uh, Indianapolis was driving for the game and had a fumble. And then Cincinnati scored the go-ahead touchdown, which made the score implode. Weird, by the way. Weird. Mike, you might like this. Okay? These weird turnover teams that got costed in week one. Uh, They're all plus six this week. All of them. That weird number. They're a touchdown worse than the other team, or they're not. You know what that tells me? Vegas doesn't know. Vegas doesn't know. There have been some massive... Line movements this week from the Tuesday pool lines. Don't fill out your Tuesday lines. Don't tell Vegas. Vegas doesn't know. To Thursday, <laughs> two three-point swings across the board. Yeah. Rams all the way up to 13 and a half. From 10 to 13, there Rams over Arizona. Some middle numbers out there, gentlemen. And ladies, if you're out there betting. <laughs> no, we got ladies. There's a handful of ladies. We, if we have Laying ladies, it's wood. solely because of our producer, Huck Media, is musty. <laughs> It's uh, definitely not me and my red carpet walk. Eh? Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can middle a number. I'm kind of glad you walked it into that. Yeah. There's a couple middle numbers out there from a Tuesday to a Sunday line. So look for it. A high number and a low number on a spread. You pick the middle, win both bets. There you go. It's like picking C on all your Scantron tests, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mattis Packer swore by that. And then, you know, it didn't work out that great. Uh, the point is, just like going to my truth of the week, okay, it's okay to admit when you don't know. And Vegas is telling me that Detroit on the road in San Francisco, they don't know about that game. They don't know how bad Detroit really is. You get the home three points, they just added three just because everyone just watched Detroit get shit kicked. Oakland, same thing. Indy, same thing. So, just like Vegas doesn't know, I don't either. I'm staying away from all three of those farming games. But we are moving on. To our you picks. You. You picks for the week. By the way, it's Obi Trice. Real name, no gimmick. Gold pick. The New England Patriots at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bill Belichick does not look that bad against the same team twice, especially when they're playing twice in the same four games. Bill Belichick doesn't take the summer off, so in his mind, they just played him. And you know what? They did. Tom will have it figured out. Bill will have it figured out. And Blake Bortles is not going to run wild and basically do half the offense on his feet in some weird Bortles way that he's been doing. Um, I don't like this for the Jaguars at all. They're just going to stay away from Jalen Ramsey, do max protects against uh, for Tom. Patriots win by a touchdown. Here we go. 
Silver pick. I have no idea who came up with this number. Vegas doesn't know. Vegas doesn't know. This is a plus six I like. Carolina Panthers plus six at Atlanta. Atlanta, good team. This is a division game, and I think Carolina is the better team in totality. Okay? I don't get it. Luke Heakley's healthy. That defense looks real. They just held Dallas to eight points. Dallas is bad, but eight points is a good performance. Yes, it's in the dome. Don't care. Even if Atlanta wins this game, it'll be by a field goal. Silver pick. Love it. Take the Carolina Panthers. Bronze pick. Congratulations to the uh, Waterski Show team, Team Canada, getting the bronze and the World Showski Championships. Woo! That boy, voice of God. Here we go. Bronze pick is the Houston Texans, minus two at Tennessee. I just like their entire team better than I like the Tennessee Titans. It's a division game. It's going to be a bit tight. But I think this is the week Deshaun Watson goes off. Uh, I like it. I love it. For a lot of reasons, you don't need to hear all of them. Texans front four on defense is going to give Mariota, or if he doesn't play their backup, playing Gabbert, doesn't matter. Uh, Houston's going to win this game. Love it. Two points is a gift. Thank you. Before you trickle down, I don't think in the 26-episode career I've disagreed with all three podium picks. Wow. Hard jacks. Hard dirty birds. Love the Titans at home after that hurricane in Miami. Let's hear the rest of them. By the way, if you're ever hard against the Patriots, look back on the last 15 years. 90% of the time, you've lost your money. But keep going. Fourth pick. By the way, we were 3-3 three and three last week to start the season. How's your bard? Uh, fourth pick, we got Minnesota. Minus one at Green Bay. I don't like the Vikings, but you know what? I like them a bit more because Kirk Cousins. I do know. Okay? I do know. He's played the coach of the Jets 100 games almost. He's a real quarterback. He looks good. He throws into small windows that Jared Goff can't. His touchdown passes are accurate. Not great plays by, by the receivers. I like the Vikings. I think that front four of defense of the Vikings and their linebackers, Barr, Kendrick, they're going to give uh, Rodgers or Deshaun Kaiser a run for their money. Good Green Bay was losing to Chicago 20-0, okay? They're just not that great of a team without Rodgers, even with Rodgers. Uh, I like the Vikings. I'll take Kirk Cousins to win this game. I'm taking the New York Giants. Plus three at Dallas in the game where Jason Garrett starts to look up at the owner's box and be like, okay, how long do I have? Love it. The clapping gets a bit slower. Okay. The, the, the old slaps on the butt get fewer and fewer. Start, people start remembering why Dak Prescott was available in the fifth round. It's because he's a football player, not necessarily a quarterback. Kind of smells like Tim Tebow to me with a better throwing motion. And my final pick of the week. I really like it. The New York Jets, minus three. Home to Miami. Uh, Miami's, you know, they're, just, they're a team that's going to win a couple games. I don't see this as one being one of them. The Jets and their team are riding morale. We called it with the OBJ signing early in the episode. They called Al and they got more of it. Special teams, going. Return game. Defense, going. Isaiah Crowell with a burst of speed. That, he looks like a real running back. Robbie Anderson, good star wide receiver. Got him in fantasy. And uh, Sam Darnold. You know what? I don't think I need to see 100 games for him. He looks pretty good. I think he's going to hold it together and they'll get this game uh, tight 24 20. 
for the Jets. And then you go and do something like that and totally redeem yourself. Oh, you like the last three? Love the bottom three picks. There you go. Wish you could flip them. They're yours. Those dirty birds. VOG, I know you're on them too. Yeah, baby. Love the birds. Love the pats. And yeah, agree with just about well, all the picks this week. Well, again, I love took, the Giants. I got the Panthers, not the Dirty Birds. I got. I, lo- I know you like the Pats. Whenever I get the Pats oh. for less than two points, I'll take them against. I'll take them against Fournette, two teams. Fournette <laughs> might not even play. If he does, he's yeah. a shell of himself. Yeah. The D is no longer under Matt Patricia's questionable control. Mm-hmm. The D is improved. Yeah. Suck it. Suck, Suck it. it. Suck it, Bortles. <laughs> I think this game means more, way more to Jacksonville. You said that Belichick doesn't take summers off. Yeah. And you're right. But you know what he does take off? September. And he likes to tinker with his lineup, and he's willing to sacrifice uh, in-game situations to see what his team's made of. Uh, And Jacksonville's young. They're hungry. The game's at home. If they win, it means a lot more to them. If New England loses and they're one and one, they're still winning the division and still getting everything that they needed. This game means way more to Jacksonville. If I was to run a race against Usain Bolt, okay, and I would get a million dollars if I beat him, and he'd get a dollar if he'd beat me, I think he'd win. <laughs> My point is, Blake Bortles versus Tom Brady, nine out of ten times, Tom's winning that game. I'm going to take a loan out to bet on this. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's pony up, VOG. Let's do it. 100 straight beans, up. straight up, no line. Wow. Paid next week. Wow. Handshake. Let's go. Jay Here we go. go. I just witnessed that. Huck witnessed it too. Welcome he's, to the big he's leagues. Robin is musty. Oh, speaking of big leagues, besides this little uh, in-game bet, by the way, in case you missed it earlier, but you probably didn't because you're listening. Uh, speaking of in-show betting, uh, weird Mike goes. Everyone knows a beer. <laughs> you can fight that all you want, but listen uh, to the previous episode. Now, voice of God, welcome to the big man sport. Uh, you you got a parlay going, don't I'm you? I'm so excited. I'm excited. Look yeah. at this. You got all I'm the getting, blood rushing to your head. I'm getting He's hooked, writing baby. writing it down, folks. It's like my son's first day of school. <laughs> no, I, uh, no I, got in on, I got in on the pro line this week. Yep. Um, yeah. Smash on the Pats, obviously. Uh, the Giants took them as well. I think that's... Yeah, they're great. Dallas is pretty poopy this year. Got the Patriots, the Giants. Patriots, the Giants. And I didn't love it, uh, but I think the Chargers are going to stomp Buffalo again. Josh, a, Al- Josh Allen's first start of his career. Joey Bosa will not play. I'd love it if they he was playing. Melvin Ingram, that D on of the Chargers is is great. They had they're coming off a loss last week. I think you know I think I got eight points, but I think they got it. I almost want you to win this bet because if you lose it, you're going to be scared off for a little <laughs> while, like a little squirrel in the gambling world. And I just offered a little acorn, <laughs> and I want you to win. I obviously I want to win the money. I think they're going to win. But if they lose, it's a solid consolation. This is that great. You've now got a little house money to play with. You know. Let me tell How you. How much is that pro line worth? Eight beans? Nine beans? No, God no. More. I'm a I'm a I'm a small fish. You know me. Twenty put beans. Tw- put twenty bucks on it. That so good. It's a honey. There you go. Now listen. So I'm going to win two hundred bucks. Love the Pats. Great. Weird Mike, you're going to be just. I got my action with him this week. You're going to be apologizing later. That's fine. We're, we stay away. I love the Pats. I love the Giants. Now let me tell you something. Statistics everywhere and analytics everywhere will say that that Chargers pick is great. And if you're a California team and you're going to play the bu- the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, what better time to do it than September? Feels great. It's glorious. However, the Bills have taught me anything. I'm a shit ton of years of watching them. 
is that they come close in games they're not supposed to and get blown out in games that they should win. Josh Allen, rookie quarterback, great team coming in. I know, I smell a weird, a weird Bills almost. In a way, it's the only game that matters for the Buffalo Bills this year. We know they're going to be terrible. The home opener is going to be sold out. No other game is guaranteed to be sold out by a long shot. No, a couple guys about that. Tickets are like 50 beans, man. People are going. But I'm saying, but with every loss, the tickets get less valuable. This is the only game that means anything. I kind of smell that West Coast. If the Chargers didn't get smoked at home, I would love this pick. They're coming in motivated. I am staying away. But uh, I think it's the only game that means anything at the Ralph. So if you're going this, uh, this Sunday, enjoy it. Bill's Mafia, we love you. Yes, we love you. Rate, review, check us out. Spotify, iTunes. Also, me and Voice of God have uh, we've invested in this table company out in Orchard Park. So yeah, keep going, yeah, Bill's you're Mafia. Gonna, you're going <laughs> to need, need a miracle. This yeah, week. yeah, we're working on look who's talking tables uh, for all of you. Uh, would you get to your weird pick, please? Do you have one? I do. Uh, clearly, riding hot, hit last week. Denver at home turned out the pass rush was well, going with it. Yeah, you got. They sacked Russell Wilson. Seven times for like minus 60 yards. He literally almost did it by himself, as predicted. Denver pulled out. 1-0 to start the year. 4-1, and dating back to last year in the playoffs. We're going to stay hot this week with one of those plus sixes that Hewlett doesn't like. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Indianapolis. Indy. Plus six at Washington. I like Washington more than a lot of people do this year. Okay? Again, week one, beat up on a weak Arizona team. AP motivated against a former team. FedEx field isn't a great home field advantage. You said the Colts hungry, driving for the last play. Plus six, it's too much. Luck keeps us one close. These, these teams don't know each other from Adam. Anything can happen at any time. Uh, I thought Indy was better going into the season. And I'm going to affirm those thoughts with this line of plus six. And I'm going to probably lay a big chunk down on the Colts and Luck. Uh, the Skins may even win this game. Six is a lot. Uh, they haven't proven anything. I do love Alex Smith. I'm taking a team to lose, even though I have him on the win total. It's possible. But I'm going with Indy. It's staying hot. If you're going to follow it, check it. Win some money, weird pick, probably going to go down, so get it early. As soon as you hear it, take Indy, weird pick. All right, truly, Plus six. a truly weird pick from the weirdest guy at TIFF. <laughs> uh, but I like it. You're starting to see what I'm talking about. Indy almost won that game against Cincy. All right, a stupid fumble. has got the plus six against Washington, a team that was underdogged in Arizona. Again, it's week two. Nobody knows. Admit when you don't know. I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, we got picks. We hope you like it. And uh, I'm in a fantasy league, so now I'm fired up for this section. Voice of God. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Week one of fantasy is in the books. Uh, hopefully, you know, you are 1-0 and and are just rubbing it in all your teammates' faces that I, you beat. I beat Huck Media. It's awesome. <laughs> he did props where it is due. Jeffrey did put up the highest week one point total, uh, running on the backs of Mr. Adrian Peterson, putting up Woo! collectively over 150 points. So credit where it's due. Potion bringers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, again, if you listen to the fantasy special, you 
might have picked up one of these guys that got off to a smoking hot start, as predicted by myself, Mr. Pat Mahomes. Kenny Stills had a solid week with a touchdown a couple yards to go with it. Uh, James Conner, Lev Bell's fill-in. Marshawn Lynch, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jordan Reed all crushed it this week. Um, but yeah, getting into week two, you might be looking for a tight end replacement because Delaney Walker is done for the season, and Greg Olson is really old and probably done for 90% of the season. Drop him. He's not worth keeping on to unless you've got IR, um, then throw him in there. But a couple waiver targets to take a look at. Um, in the running back position, Mr. TJ Yeldon, Bilal Powell, uh, Philip Andrews, who's splitting, the, splitting carries and some of the pass-catching abilities with Royce Freeman in Denver. Um, and Javorius, better known as Buck Allen, in Baltimore. Going to the wide receivers, Mr. Tyler Lockett, Quincy Inunua, Geronimo Allison, or Chris Godwin. All guys, if they're in your league and you are deficient in one of those in the wide receiver position, pick them up. Moving now to the tight ends, which is probably where most people are scrambling, George Kittle. If he is available in your league, stop what you're doing, grab him now. He looked awesome in San Francisco's loss, uh, Jimmy G and him have quite a rapport, which was reported earlier in the preseason. Uh, he had a little bit of injury issues, but they seem to be non-existent now. George Kittle. He, oh, I thought it was Kill. I was going to say he had the sock on his door a lot in college. <laughs> George Kill. George Kill. Get some. <laughs> also get some of Mr. Jared Cook if he's available. Or your Eric Ebron, now a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and Ricky Seals Jones, fun name and fun guy, I would assume, uh, down there <laughs> in the desert uh, as a member of the Cardinals. Once again, uh, if you have any tough sit-start decisions or any just general fantasy questions, hit me up on Twitter or uh, Instagram at the Fantasy VOG. You damn right. Uh yeah, we're going to see. It's all going to come down to me and you, uh, voice of God. That would be fantastic. So see, that's actually not an accurate assessment because it's only been week one. The mm. point is, I don't know that. All right? But I, that would uh, be great. I got a team, too, this year. No, you don't. I entered a team as my biannual tradition. Be my third fantasy team. I won both times. I played previous, as in winning the table, this, the regular season. Mm -hmm. And I'll be playing again this year in the spirit of... Uh, Contributing to your corner, and I took Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, 1-2. There you go. Michael Thomas. In a two-quarterback league? Just a target machine. In a one-quarterback league. Interesting. Yeah, I should never take a quarterback that high, but uh, it's a good connection to stack them. You honestly didn't don't listen recommend. to You I didn't, li you I didn't, didn't listen at didn't all. Listen. Record points. Did you, did you tell us right now, did you listen to his fantasy special? I sure did. I yeah. well, sure did. That's well, one of his did, commandments. You, uh, commandment. you know what? It was actually one of the last things I did. In my house as I moved out, we recorded the podcast a couple weeks ago, and I had a slice of pizza, and I put on your fantasy team because I had just committed to playing. I'm so happy that I could be part of that. With you. <laughs> Is that what you did this weekend? Just not not this weekend. Just a couple fantasy? weekends ago. Yeah. I lost, by the way, <laughs> despite Michael Thomas and Drew Brees' record performance. <laughs> because you took a quarterback in round two. PSA, folks, don't do what Weird Mike does. All right, I got any news that doesn't matter, Mr. Waits. You better believe it. Oh, baby, we got a lot of juicy news that doesn't matter. Starting with the Peterman reality tour. That's the library cop, uh, Peterman, that is formerly the Bills' starting quarterback. Uh, the tour continued with a 47-3 pounding from the Ravens, Ravens in week one. 
before getting pulled late in the game, he managed to amass 24 yards of offense <laughs> and two picks for a passer rating of 0.0. Yep. That's a real thing. I'm not exaggerating. It, it was actually zero. I, I double-checked on the score app. <laughs> There's an amazing video that uh, the herd put out on Facebook. I think I tagged every, all the boys in it, uh, but it's called "Great Moments in Quarterback History," and they've got like the whole dramatic sound effects and the voiceover guy, and they just recap his his day, and you know talk about the drive that he led them on to halftime through the tunnel, and yeah, it's just, they rip them apart. It's hilarious. Definitely check it out. Great moments in quarterback history. Um, you know, really not doing a whole lot to shake off that whole uh, five-pick first outing that earlier in his career last season. Hence, Josh Allen will be starting next week for the Buffalo Bills. Some other news that doesn't matter. Marshawn Lynch got done dirty by the NFL. Uh, during the the game uh, on, over the weekend, a hilarious old picture surfaced. Of oh, my God, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they pulled, they dug that from, but... An amazing picture of him back in high school. Hard to believe it's the actual same person. Uh, quite a bit, quite a change from the beast mode we know today. He looks like a clarinet player. <laughs> yeah, this the picture's awesome. He's rocking glasses. He, it's like a super like old '90s looking pick too. He's you know might be a hall monitor or part of the Glee club. I mean, I love you, Marshawn. Don't ever change. But uh, I mean, where who dug that up? He's probably tried to suppress that for years. I like the pick. Beauty pick. Um, some more news here that does not really matter. Celebration of the week. That one is going to my boy. Not really my boy. We haven't picked our boys yet. Right. But Marcus Peters, Marshawn Lynch's boy, Next the week. newest Rams quarterback, endeared himself to Rams fan Rams fans this week by taking a pick six to the house. Um, not a s- huge surprise here since once he since when he entered the league, he's led the NFL in interceptions since then. Uh, but most important was how he really paid. Homage to his older cousin in the league, who was actually an opposing team member, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, he went with the patented Marshawn Lynch, jump in the air, half twist, crotch grab, yep. fall on your back in the end zone. It's not the most, looks like, you know, you could probably have a back injury doing it, but uh, full send on that one. Good grab, you know, full marks. Kringle, Hingle McCringleberry would be happy. They call it an homage, sir. <laughs> it's from Pearl Harbor. And last but not least, it's not going to help you in the betting tables. Well, actually, it might, but uh, if you haven't seen this video of Sean McVay, stop what you're doing and search Sean McVay video. This will pop up first. He is a savant. If you haven't seen it, it's been floating around for the last couple of days. Basically, it's Sean McVay, you know, during a practice, a sideline reporter comes up to him, and they start quizzing him on random plays throughout his entire career, any given year, any given game. This is pretty impressive. But they're like, uh, 2014, when you were with the Redskins, um, second quarter, Third and six on your 20. What happened? Uh, wheel road, Jameson Crowder, you know, play action, like, bizarre. Like, absolutely. He does it three, four times. It's incredible. He smokes it with every single detail, does not miss a thing. He's, yeah, I mean, it's not a coincidence why he's one of the brightest young offensive minds. No, I was watching that, and it, super impressed. But my only question was, like, how many other offensive coaches were like, oh, I could do that, you know? Do you think that's, like, a common thing in the league? That's how I much would, tape they want. I would say at least let. Definitely less than half. Sure. It that, seemed like they it, asked him for a reason because he's known around the league as like the guy who can do that. I think Bill, you know, I've heard a lot of stories like that about Bill Belichick, but you can't tell me he, Mr. Hugh Jackson's pulling that. No. no God, way. no. No way. 
Jason Garrett probably was just like, I don't know, but it was a great play. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh, Jason Garrett. There's no yeah, gun to his head. You know, what happened last week on this the opening drive? Not sure. Yeah, not sure, but but it was Dallas Cowboys football. But my hands hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Iced my hands. Yeah. Oh, he gone. He gone. Okay, so uh Listen, in, in, in honor of uh, Weird Mike's blown survivor pick from last week, which we're going to let him basically try to make up for this by having our own survivor draft, right meow. A lot of survivors, uh, a lot of survivor things that you'll play start week two. So ours is starting week two. I am taking the New Orleans Saints <laughs> this week in the, in the non-division game against Tyrod Taylor's Cleveland Browns. Coming into the Superdome, it's going to be a nightmare. Again, I like Cleveland's defense, so I'm not even sure about that spread. But New Orleans and Drew Brees is not, are not losing in a cross-conference game to the Cleveland Browns. Sorry, Hugh, not today. What about you, voice of God? All right, one thing I have learned from uh, some time doing Survivor Pools, don't get too cute with your picks too early. you got to take the locks. And then gamble late when you're still in it, and hopefully everyone else is out. So I am going with the LA Chargers to beat the Buffalo Bills. All right, all right, Huck. I'm also taking the Saints for many of the same reasons Jeff said. Coming off a big loss at home to Cleveland, can't go wrong. Oh, I got the luck of the musty with me. And to be fair, we were pretty hard on Weird Mike. I mean, he bet against his own wenches. All right. The guy goes to www.wench.com a lot during work, all right? <laughs> and, like, if the next time Tampa hosts the, the Super Bowl, the wenches will do the friggin' kickoff coin flip. What's a pirate's favorite letter? In Colorado, what, what is, what's a pirate's favorite letter? What's a pirate's favorite this letter? This is an easy one. Come R. On. Zed. You'd think it'd be R, of course. but they love the C. They love the C. <laughs> anyway, so he wasn't the only one to get done by some Fitz magic, except he just loves Fitz magic so much we thought he'd see this coming. Who's your pick this week? I did it for you guys, the listeners, <laughs> the look who's talkers. Didn't want to renege. I want to be better for it, even though it hurt like a mother farve <laughs> on Sunday. I'm mother with the game. Farver. A mother farver. A mother farver. Uh, survivor is Jimmy G, You're San Fran, <laughs> like it. hosting the Lions, the- uh, their home opener, short week, cross country. Look, Matt Patricia, I never seen a sideline alienate somebody like that. Yeah. Wasn't a good luck. This guy looked like the lunch bully that got toppled and <laughs> yeah. nobody wanted to be with him. That's true. <laughs> He's at the 30 yard line. Not even the special teamers are saying what's up. It was a total abandonment. Matt Patricia has lost that room. I hope Stafford and... uh, Yeah. I think Jimmy G. Yeah, a lot of... Home opener. They ran in tough against the Vikings. That was a tough spot. I like them. Survivor. One of the Hurts rules, I never like betting against teams or picking against teams that got humiliated the week before in a primetime game. Definitely a survivor rule. So be careful because you might break two in a row. And also, I just checked, wench.com is available. So <laughs> hey, snatch that, that up. Go, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, all right. We hope you have a great weekend. What are you guys doing this weekend? I, I got a wedding in a couple weeks. That I just had to cancel on it. Like, am I a dick? I, uh, no, like, no. I just got, I just got uh, invited to Bermuda. So I'm going to Bermuda. Yeah. And 
Literally, like, I just can't go to the wedding. Are you in the wedding party? No. Not a dick. Done. Done. They're probably happy. One last meal. Felt bad. We work with her. (laughs) I did feel bad. I'll be attending my 67th wedding. 67? This Saturday in Montreal. My cousin Alex. How many were you invited to? Big Eagles fan. Travels to Philly to watch the games. Alex, I'm coming for you, buddy. Look out for that fitting tomorrow afternoon. Do you have a plus one? No plus one. Uh, I'll be riding dirty with the Angelettis this weekend. <laughs> Montreal, 67th wedding. You know what? That's good because like a lot of people have been bringing plus ones lately just because, you know? You know, it's funny. Uh, with my recent single dumb, I've enjoyed perhaps attending the weddings that I've gone to to meet people. But that's not the case anymore. Everybody brings a date that nobody knows. It's awkward. They got to tend to their needs. This is Derek. Remember we dated last summer? We're kind of doing it again. If yeah. every wedding had 22 less people that everybody didn't know, <laughs> your wedding would be better. Don't bring the weird date. Okay? I've been the weird date. Yep. It's weird. You got to get weird. You got to get extra weird at weddings. Yeah, people are literally bringing the plus ones for the gram now. But I... <laughs> You know, <laughs> Content. but, but like the bride and groomer, are, they're smelling that stuff now, aren't they? Like, you know, give us that millennial oh, perspective, yeah. VOG. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you know, daddy's daddy's not paying for that. shit. Right. Anymore. Those plates no. are expensive. No, absolutely. It's cut costs wherever possible. I've noticed this because I've invited to some younger weddings now. And like they're, they, they, they used to be like, hey, you know, plus one. Yes or no. Now it's plus one. Yes or no. And who is it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Dude, literally, I've heard weddings where if you don't live with your significant other, they're not coming. If it's not that serious. Do you think there's been any weddings important enough where it's like, baby, you got to move in with me? (laughs) (laughs) The more rustic rustic the wedding, the more ruthless the guest list. If you don't move in with me, I got to go to the wedding with Weird Mike. (laughs) I've been, uh, yeah, random wedding dates. 67. You'll be at mine, but that'll be, you know, that'll be 68. Um, I know that's a long ways away. So it'll be probably like 90. Anyway, we, when you are 68. Yeah, for real, which is not far away. Uh, we hope you had fun this week. Look who's talkers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, any last thoughts? At what? Weird Mike. Hit me on Twitter. That boy. At Weird Mike 24. At Weird Mike 24. We've told him to live commentate NFL football and anything else he feels like live commentating, so watch out for the Emmys. I'm at Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T, all one word, back on Twitter, sure. At the Fantasy V-O-G. Anyway, thanks for all the love and support. You guys farm and rock. Don't be full of bullsmith. Don't tell people you know when you don't. It's okay to say you're not sure. As far as your survivor pick, like, I don't know. Here we go. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know.